the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to On the Record with Tiffany. There are heroes throughout San Antonio, men and women that go the extra mile to make lives better. During the next hour, you'll be inspired as we introduce you to these unsung heroes. And now here's your host, Tiffany Jones-Smith. And we're back with On the Record with Kevin and Tiffany here on 930 AM, The Answer, where we talk about health, culture, politics, and what else, Kevin? And policy. And policy. Notice you said on the record with Kevin and Tiffany. Thank I you, I meant girl. to say Tiffany and Kevin. <laughs> I meant to say Tiffany and Kevin. It was, it was a mistake, people. Uh, and we're mistake. back with fresh eyes because our kids were off on vacation. They For two to- weeks, and Lord... Jesus, uh, you know, it was a Jesus take the wheel kind of moment here. Yeah, they go to, they do year round school and it. They're 12 and 10. Yeah, and it is interesting. Mm -hmm. All right. All Mm -hmm. right. So, Tiffany. Hey, girls. (laughs) (laughs) So, let's talk about the first thing up, right? So, uh, on the record with Tiffany and Kevin, uh, where we talk about health policy, culture, and politics, right? So, let's talk about health. So, we had Sherry Fitness last week. She took up the whole radio time. Right. Sherry is a huge personality. She is. Sherry she's isn't, tiny isn't, but, but, she's but loud. Small but mighty. Tiny you know, but loud. Be quiet. That's, that is my friend and I adore her. All she's, right. you, she's my trainer, my therapist. You know, she's training is there's more to training than just yeah, there just is. the physicality of it. But there's also the mental health piece to it. And All Sherry, right. is, I got to remember to look good. down the camera because a friend saw our YouTube thing and he was mm-hmm. upset that I was constantly looking at you. He said, what are you looking in her eyes for? Because she's beautiful. Because I'm his wife. <laughs> All right. That's for you, friend. No. <laughs> he should be looking right here. All right. So, <laughs> Tiffany, tell me a little bit about, like, the struggle, right? So, like, the last the last two, the last week, right? It's been, last been two weeks have been challenging at, at work. All right. And so, so anytime there's, there's uh, well, the last month has been challenging at, mm-hmm. at work. Uh, so anytime there's, there's stress... Uh, the natural inclination for me mm-hmm. as a person who who uh, eats when I'm stressed out okay. is to is to eat when I'm upset. So or, what are you doing? Or uh, you know, just just under a tremendous amount of pressure, I I tend to eat. So instead of, um, I'm aware of that. I'm aware that 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 can trigger eating. Uh, so what have we done to to help counteract that? What, what's going on? How do we how do we address um, that issue? One of the things that I've been doing to to counteract that is is exercise. Okay. In, instead of eating, mm-hmm. I'll go and ride my incumbent bike for twenty minutes or okay. thirty minutes. All right. And I've other, moved up to thirty minutes now. All right. And the other thing that that we've done is we've is, is that we're building the environment. Right. right. Uh, so we have the environment of health in the house. Yeah. So we've gotten mm-hmm. rid of everyone knows I love Fruit Loops. So the last bit of Fruit Loops is gone. Thank goodness. Uh, uh, so we, we've done that. And Frosted then, flakes are gone. We got a little bit more Frosted flakes. So I saw Annie snuck some in the back up in the cabinet. So we got a little oh, bit more. Oh, there's the still some in there. Yeah, I've been snacking them. on them. That's good. You haven't seen them. I have. So we're, we're we got we're, a little bit of the of that there. And then also the other thing that we have done. Right is we're practicing poverty is mm-hmm. what I like to call it. Right, so right. we have we're not eating out. Right, so we're, we probably we are cooking. Out. We're cooking at, at the, the house. house. Right, no burgers. Right for the girls. well, we're cooking. We're making burgers. Yep. We're but we're uh, you know the buns are smaller. Mm-hmm. The they're wheat. Yeah, you know, and, and I like those. And the ingredients are very are are high end for them. We know what's going into yep. it, you know. And so you have we have that from a psychological perspective, right? Uh, like I know when we told the girls <laughs> that we weren't going to be eating out after school, we're going to be doing this regimen. Oh Lord, they were both like, "Are yeah. we poor?" 
has it? Have we just lost now, that all sound, our money? Now that sounds snotty <laughs> to so me. Funny. That sounds snotty, right? Oh so my goodness! What? So that sounds very snotty to me. And I was just sitting there. I but post, they're twelve and ten. They, they don't yeah, know. They're spoiled. They don't know about yeah, hard they, times. Yeah, they have no idea. <laughs> yeah. That, so when you tell them that, that we can't go to to uh, In and Out Burger. Yeah, or Water Burger. Be, yeah, or, you know, they're like. Or Mr. Burger, that's the new place now. No, it's Burger Boy. That's Burger the Boy. place they like going to. Yeah, so, no, so we've, so so we've like, moved no, away from that. No Burger Boy. So Okay, so you've moved away from that. Uh, our kids are having having breakdowns on that. But we're, everyone's mm-hmm. getting healthier. Our, our youngest is getting is losing pounds, and she sees that. So And we'll do those things every now and then, but not not uh two or three times a week. Yeah, we're not we haven't done we're not going to do it for the whole month just yeah. because those two are spoiled riding and mm-hmm. uh they're not we're not doing it for at least another week. So all we'll be getting all our food. You mean at least another month. Another month, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll be purchasing our food at our friendly HEB. Uh, HEB. And we are able to make a a healthy yeah. version of of all of the things that they like. So here's the good part about that. At first, yes, everybody was like, "Oh my goodness." You know, life is life as we know it is ending. It was a very dramatic, a lot of very dramatic moments until uh, people took a bite of what we were eating. And they were like, whoa, this is awesome. So now uh, they like having the homemade burgers. They can do whatever they want to do with it. So- uh, and And we're seeing everyone's weight, everyone's health improving. All right, so let's do, let's summarize because sometimes you can you're you're in a border. So let's talk about this, right? So you work out, mm-hmm. right? Yes. We we create an environment because it's hard to to, to to eat good if you got a house full of uh, candies and such, right? Yeah. What so about the emotional toll, right? It's easier to say that, but what about the days you don't feel like it? What about the there days you don't get enough sleep? So walk through that. Which how do you keep well, yourself inspired? I, well, I'm going to tell you, like, that's why I say how important uh sherry has been because on days when i'm i'm uh uninspired or when i'm feeling challenged then uh i'll pick up the phone and call her and say you know this is this is what i'm i'm dealing with and walk through mm-hmm. like what are some options here what should i be yeah you know where should i be on this uh and that may sound like oh why why can't you uh, think through that. Well, think about most people. Most of us struggle with that. Mm-hmm. With in the moment, what do we do? Mm-hmm. That's why uh, having somebody that you can talk to and mm-hmm. partner with when you're doing something as important as exercise, as important as taking care of your health. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why. That's why you need that. Yeah. You need that accountability. There's yeah. a, a level of accountability that needs to be there. And so I, I kind of open myself up to that. And I'll, I'll call her and just say, I really, really like doing X. Okay, cool. All right. You know, but right. I, I'm not going to. What's an alternative? You know, I wanted to have cupcakes the other day when everybody really? was having cupcakes. When y'all were all having cupcakes, oh, yeah. uh-huh, I wanted to have cupcakes. Which is why you're, and I did not. Which is why you have double digit weight loss, and I have single digit weight loss. So we you know, talk about that. And I didn't. I, right. I just said no. Uh, I'm going to have my uh, handful of almonds okay. and keep going. All right. So all right, good deal. So updates on that one. We weighed in last week. You got six, mm-hmm. seventeen pounds. I only got eight. No, it was sixteen Six, pounds. What? Mm-hmm. Sixteen. I got eight. Mm-hmm. But you're not eating cupcakes, but I'm moving along a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And then my, my my garage project is getting better. I got all the stuff. Is it because I moved some of your stuff for put, you? Yeah, thank you. Don't be putting me out when like I that. When I started moving his stuff for him, America, that's Stop when putting his me garage like project got better. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> I got uh-huh. another week or uh-huh. so, and then I'm going to start. Because I, I, I personally found inspiration. Like, I belong to this uh, over 50 and in shape, uh-huh. right? So you have this guy who's, like, two years older mm-hmm. than me, and he's, like, ripped and cut and everything. And I'm just thinking in my head, I don't like you, right? <laughs> I'm a hater, right? But uh, but it just requires more additional uh, work. Are you talking about Daryl, Sherry's husband? No. Oh, okay. I am not. I, 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 I am I not. Know. I'm talking. Anyway, 
Because uh, he, he's ripped and in shape. Good he's to, ripped and in it's shape. It's good that you noticed. <laughs> Sherry, Sherry, you see what I got to deal with? It's good okay. that you noticed, right? I hope Sherry's looking at this and, All and, right. and knows about you and your mess. All right. So, <laughs> so this is a really good thing on the health thing, right? Is That's practically, right? You want to, one, create an environment. Right. So you got to slowly move out the things out of your house. Right. I say slowly. Some people more abruptly. Right. But we have two small kids and I just I'm a coward and I don't want to deal with all the drama that comes with moving everything out. Because when we, we went to the no burger, thing, no eating out thing. Right. Everyone just lost their minds. So oh. we've done it slowly. You so, cannot imagine how much drama so, a 12 year old and ten to a 12 year old and 10 year old girl right. can can bring about over. Yeah. Over something like a hamburger. All right. So <laughs> environment, right, uh, support, right, and, uh-huh. then, and then cooking. Cooking, cooking oh, yeah. your meal there. I think those are yeah. great starts, and I think you uh-huh. would judge from there. And the thing that I would say, right, if, you're, uh, if, if, if you are a spiritual person, a religious person, I think prayer. Yeah. Uh, prayer helps as well. It really uh, does. Not just prayer, just, oh, Lord, take the weight but away. Like- <laughs> but prayer to keep you encouraged to take the actions that you have to take. In order, uh, in order to, in order to you know, praying the over the, praying over the very, not just praying that you that you lose weight, but just praying over the things that trigger you to, yeah. to eat. You know, uh, uh, giving a release to yourself on that, yeah. and realizing that you're human, that you're going to have days that that are not mm-hmm. good days, and uh, that's what sustains you mm-hmm. in getting through that is prayer. Yeah, is is uh, loving the Lord. So that. That right. that has been a big part of my my journey with this. Tiffany's loving the Lord and checking out other guys. Yeah. No. Okay. See, <laughs> why? Why do you have to take it down? To, to I'm just your saying. Own emotional nonsense. It is not, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Right. Oh so Lord. Anyway. And you've been listening to On the Record with Tiffany and Kevin here on 9:30 a.m. The Answer, where we talk about health. Policy and what else, Kevin? Culture and my politics, my favorite item. Culture and politics. <laughs> so come back and uh, we just covered health. Let's come back and listen to us talk about policy. We are doing a special campaign at Texas Kidney Foundation to get your kidneys checked. It is called silent but deadly because kidney disease is a silent but deadly killer. And we need you to go to our website, silentbutdeadly.org, take a 12-question test, and we will send you a kit to your house. Get your kidneys checked at silentbutdeadly.org. Check us out at On the Record with Tiffany on YouTube. And all you have to do is look up On the Record with Tiffany, and you will get to listen to us talk about freedom, opportunity, growth, and progress. If you like what we're talking about, or if you don't, check us out on YouTube, On the Record with Tiffany, and listen to what we have to say. Because we can guarantee you we're going to spark some debate at your house, just like at ours. And welcome back to On the Record with Tiffany and Kevin, where we talk about uh, health, policy, culture, and my favorite topic, politics. All right. So, Tiffany, we were talking this morning about uh, policy, right? So some things that have come down. You and I have been debating and -hmm. talking through and reading, right? And you brought up a really great point where you were talking about where you essentially, and I'll try to paraphrase what you were saying. You said, hey, when a hot button or hot issue policy sways in a direction that you don't agree with, uh-huh. You know, what do you do? What do you should do? you do? So we're talking about that, right? Do right. you march? There's a, a number of them right now. So, and we're seeing the reactions, but none of the reactions are getting getting anybody their end goal. So mm-hmm. what do you do? Yeah, so do you march? Uh, do you do take it to the streets and march, right? Do you do the January 6th thing where you go, you disagree with uh, uh, with something. Okay, you, nobody should be doing the January 6th. Yeah, but but that but some people perceive that as an option. 
right? And some people perceive well, marching on the city, wrong. yeah, <laughs> uh -huh. marching, destroying stuff, right? Yeah, that so is a terrible That's idea. a terrible idea. This is America, mm -hmm. right? And You don't have to do that. And that's not how things get changed. So let's talk through that, right? So what is the impact of you either voting or not voting mm -hmm. and its impact on policy? So impact a, is important. And when something, you know, it's important to examine things. It's important to take a look at why um, something got passed in a direction you didn't want it to go in. And right? really, it, it, it's important to look at how policy gets passed, period. But how is it executed as well? Mm -hmm. You know, if, uh, if, if an issue swayed against you, at what point was the break point? Okay. What, go ahead. Let's talk about that, right, because what I see in the party— Right. Well, I see two things. What I see in the party and what I see with black people are these two things. There's always, when I say party, I'm talking Republican because that's my world, right, uh, is it's oh, always some <laughs> conspiracy, right? Uh, I'll give an example, right? Uh, a buddy of mine, we got into a discussion, right, civilized, and uh, there, was a, there was a young man, a black man, he recently shot. They shot the guy like 80 times, right? It was a horrible situation. Okay, here we Hold go. on. This is why I leave you and your goofball yes. friends alone. Yes, but, but go ahead. But listen, right? And so I was just like, man, that was that was a bad. From my view, how I saw it, I saw I was like, man, uh, this needs to be investigated. We need to see mm -hmm. what's going on with this department, and exactly. they need to in, they need to they need to do an investigation on that individual situation, right? My buddy didn't have that view. He was like, oh, my God, they always do this to black people. This is what they do. And I was like, oh, pump your brakes, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I said, mm -hmm. that's this particular department. We have mm -hmm. to examine this particular department and see what's going on with that department, what's causing the issues and then the training. And at the end, we've got to see the tape. I didn't want to jump off to some end, right? I mean, jump off on some conclusion. I want to see the tape. But he and I had this other discussion, right? And I started bringing up several uh, 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 white uh, males that had been shot, mm -hmm. right? And, and uh, who had been pulled over by the police, shot one particular case in Arkansas there that were uh, – uh, and, and I identify with this young guy uh, because he was in a small town. Uh, he had his truck. And when uh, everything in the truck, there was a dog in the truck. There was all kind. Of, it, it was very, it, it was very countrified, right? If that's a word, that's a new word. And I identify with that because Kevin's country. That's why he's country. country too, right? <laughs> and so I said, hey, what if, you know, we're talking about it, but there was this fascination by and I, he and I had this discussion about this fascination uh, of the news media with the death of young black men by police. Well, but there, but there is a, there are but, real statistics tied to that. But hold on, with that, right? So, mm -hmm. how many people were shot, reported shot by the police in twenty twenty two? Do you know? No, there I are five hundred and twenty two in this year, and that's by the Washington Post that maintains the best database, right? Five hundred and twenty two. About half of those were uh, were uh, were black, about half were white. And I know this disproportionality crap, but it's a, it's a, it's an even thing. But my thing is this: is that I'm not well. They shoot white people. Let's just throw our hands up. So it's it's even. No, anytime a U.S. citizen is killed by an authority, there needs to be an investigation of that and find out what was the situation. Right? Yes. Did he? Did that individual comply? So nope. you're saying we need to investigate him on all of this stuff? We need to go down at the micro level because we have people that we are 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 uh, are empowering to enforce the law mm -hmm. and they are uh, they are authorized to use deadly force and we give them the benefit of the doubt right mm -hmm. so and, and so my friend now we got to discussing that and that what we see what I see on the media is there is this blow up of these particular situations to the point of hysteria to where it's not very productive to where we actually sit down and look at the individual situations, right? Mm -hmm. And so, so we, he and I got to talk about well, that. Well, you know, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna just look at your what you're saying here, and 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 that, that ties into policy. So we, yeah, can see what happens, because we tie that into policy. That's what that because means. I, I think that that by polarizing people, mm -hmm. you you miss the opportunity for coalitions. Because mm -hmm. that's what you're talking about. Yep. And that's how you win in this nation. It's coalitions one. Coalitions and an alignment with people changes policy, and you're and by polarizing us, and uh, we should be focusing on on these individual cases and and what the the picture looks like overall mm -hmm. as well. Um, but by 
separating us and polarizing us, then you don't get the coalitions that really can change yeah, really change good. that policy. Yeah. And so, and then to all the All Lives Matter people, right, where were you at in Arkansas when those two individuals were shot? And when you look at the, when you look at the full body cam, mm-hmm. these boys were, uh, I, think, I think the police were a little quick on the trigger, right? And they, and they shot these people down. But where are the All Lives Matter? But you know who did show up? Al God, Sharpton I hate to say this. Up. Al Sharpton showed up. He showed up. He showed up. He showed up for those and 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 just I don't think you said said this, but those were young white males mm-hmm. that were shot. Yeah. And he, Al Sharpton was the one who showed up for them, right? So so uh, in when you're you're talking about black and white, black folks show up for you. Mm-hmm. We show up for your lives. He showed up for the, for those he young did. white men. Now I have my problem. Now I, I always feel like we have to say this on conservative radio because you know Reverend Al gets a bad uh, rap sometimes. Sometimes it's well deserved uh, for him and some of his shenanigans. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but hopefully he seems like he's he doing brings, the right thing. He brings light to a to a but lot of did. very difficult. He, he brought us. He brought, and he brought light. light to that for those young white men because injustice is injustice. It yep. doesn't show a color. It doesn't have a color. Exactly. And so. It's when we talk about policy and when things don't go your way, right? The way to have an impact on policy is coalition. That's right. right. It's not the crap that was done on January 6th where exactly. they're marching on the tower. You're not going to get You're you not. get you, nowhere with that except exactly. a, a, a hearing. It's not all the stuff and that other groups have done as well, right? Mm-hmm. I hate to do I hate to do uh what aboutism and even and try to portray it even, but that's it's just not, not how we work. At the end of the day, it's you have to be, be policy. It's still it's, it's still policy and policy change. Yeah. So uh, at the end of the day, in any subject, now that's one extreme subject, but there's a myriad of subjects. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's a myriad of subjects but, that people want to see change on, and the only way to to get there is coalitions have to join together, examining the issues, examining the issue, and you 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 have to look at it as Americans. How is this affecting other Americans? You can't be looking at stuff only along. Party lines are only along uh, whatever narrow-minded view you have. Well, let's let's talk about that, right? So, because because you know, some people are going to say we're, uh, I'm hypocritical, right? Because I always say B one, B one, Black First, right? FBA Foundational Black Americans. You know, I also use the term uh, Ados uh, uh, American Descendants of Slaves, right? And well, but go- those are very important terms well, for us. Yeah, but but we can still look along. We can still look along the lines of race, right? You can still look along those lines. But when you have to go in, out and build a coalition, you got to say what other group is impacted by that? How can by I, what's happening? Here. How can I get mm-hmm. with those individuals? Build a network, and we can address a common issue that's impacting. What's us. the commonality? Yeah, you can you can be for who you are. You can stand for mm-hmm. for your group or whatever yeah. it is that you you're standing for. But you can also align with others. Yeah, there, and that you, doesn't preclude alignment with others. Yeah, and you can also be since we're using this example in policy, we're using police shootings, right? You can be. I'm also pro police. Mm-hmm. Extremely every police, police right? officer is not out there yeah, doing something. But stupid. I, but there, there are, there is definitely a, a an issue uh, with militarization of the police, and I and I shouldn't even say militarization because in the military, if somebody is retreating, you don't shoot them in their back. Uh, so there's there's something going on there with a certain percentage of people that are in police departments across the United States is, that's causing them, you know, yes, there's poor training, but uh, there there is something there that allows them to take, not only to take that authority that they, they've been granted, which is a very high, you know, we're holding you in the highest of regard by giving you this authority, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to have someone take it and abuse it and yeah. take a human life with it. Uh, in the process of abusing the authority, yeah, uh, that should be addressed. But and there should, should there should be but there should be accountability and exactly. investigation, right? You I can't mean, you, you can't ask for the power and authority of, of of God, but then want the accountability of an eight year old. Exactly, it just doesn't work. And that's exactly what we're experiencing it, across the board in a lot of different areas. People, you know, we experience that uh, with with police officers. We experience that with uh, the medical field where people don't want to be held accountable. They yeah. they have they they are considered some of the smartest people in the the country. They have 
you know, uh, doctors, nurses, you know, people that we entrust our health with, mm-hmm. uh, and yet they don't want to be accountable. Yeah, so accountability you know, is the uh, thing. On some level, there's there's a lack of accountability. Yeah, but at the end of the day, right, we start off with, you know, with if something doesn't sway your way, what is the proper process in which you can address that, right, with through policy? And not an over-knee-jerk reaction, but we, we talked about, one, examining the real issue, right, also uh, building coalitions about around those who are impacted by the particular issue. And as an example, we use police shootings as well uh, uh-huh. to, to highlight that. Uh-huh. Right? But that's around any issue, right? Like right now, there have been issues that, uh, uh, that uh, have rulings from the Supreme Court. Uh, so some, some, some people agree with, some other people don't agree with, but it's how do you address those particular yeah. issues. How do, you get, how do you get back to basics? You know, and I, I keep emphasizing that that uh, how do you get where you want to go? You got to get back to basics. You got to get policy. back to to policy. You got to get back to what is important. What is it that we're mm-hmm. trying to achieve here? Yep. You know, are we trying to to uh, just dig in and make and give out party talking points, or do we actually want to make a better uh, life? in our country and if if the goal is to make a better life then we have to examine policy and look at how it's being enforced and look at what we're what we're going to do to make that better and that is on the record with kevin and tiffany it's tiffany and kevin (laughs) here on 9 30 a.m the answer (laughs) and we're back uh, and we're, we're back with who? Who? Come on, come on, say it. On say it. 9.30 a.m., The Answer, and this is On the Record with Tiffany. And Kevin. Mm. <laughs> yes. Okay, hey, hey, okay. I am personally excited. Uh, today's Tuesday, and Bill Burr, his special on Netflix is coming out today. They Bill was messing with we me. We record every every Tuesday. Yeah, we but record. It airs every... on Thursdays. Yes. So uh, so so his his special would have come came out yesterday for for those of you who are listening to it on the radio. <laughs> or two days ago, Thursday mm-hmm. comes out on Tuesday. Mm-hmm, anyway, mm-hmm. Bill Burr got to be one of the funniest comedians alive. I personally he's love, hilarious. love, love him, right? So mm-hmm. Bill Burr is, uh, for those you know, he's white. <laughs> he's from like Boston or yeah. uh, some East mm-hmm. Coast place right there. Mm-hmm. But he has this uh, witting, uh, not, he has this ability to talk about issues the way most of us think about it, right? Mm-hmm. And so one of his things that he always <laughs> talks about is, uh, I'm going to call it snowflake culture. Right, uh-huh. so the snowflake, snowflake, and council culture, to where you can't even have a discussion without somebody getting upset and want to either get you fired, get you counseled from the radio, right, get you portrayed as sexist, racist, you name it, right. And so that's what the culture has become. So, do you think, Tiffany, that uh, that let's talk about because as as conservatives, we always talk about those snowflake. Liberals, and there are a lot of them out there, right? Mm. But are, are, are we as conservative and Republican, uh, are we too sensitive? No, we're a bunch of snowflakes. I'm not. I don't know about that. <laughs> I I'm think not. we are. I think we are. I think. I'm not. I think we have just as many. Because I've been up with a whole lot of stupid crap that people say to me. <laughs> but I think we have just as many crybaby snowflakes oh, on the conservative side. Oh, we do side on our side. Oh, as yeah. we do on, on the liberal side. And it's yeah. easy to point them out because I'm just yeah. like, oh, my God, that's stupid. No, right? but you asked me if I thought. <laughs> I thought you were asking me about no, you and not me. You. Yeah, of course, everybody. Hey, I didn't know what he was saying. Okay, but, you, you know, one of the things that. Uh, you oh, but you're talking, <laughs> <laughs> so you're talking about conservatives. Yes, there's yes, a whole I, bunch of snowflakes. And and now, you know, when you're putting out stuff that's stupid, of course you're going to be a snowflake about it. Of course <laughs> you're going to be a snowflake. Here's an issue that I think right now that it feels like we can't talk about openly and honestly on the air, right? It's the January 6th hearings, right? I don't know why. Okay, hold on. Because there are Republicans that have stood exactly. up and said, this is nonsense. Right? And, and so, mm-hmm. and, and this is important. I'm bringing it up because I had a friend that, that came to me, right? He's a Democrat. Because it side. is nonsense. Wait a minute. And he was like, how can you be a Republican and you guys stormed the what? You stormed no, the we Capitol did Bill? not storm it. We didn't storm it. We you know, did not. Do, do not. We're with do the group not. that was involved with it. You know, they bear our name. So. Uh-uh, no. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> but anyway, no. so here, so on that, that, on what happened, right, is that 
uh, and my reply to him was, but it's Republicans who are standing up against this. Yeah, because these person, are just— Every person that's given a testimony has been Republican. Yeah, Every person right. that stood up and did the right thing was a Republican. Yep, they weren't. Right. They weren't. They weren't bowing at the feet of the Trump train as mm-hmm. people are doing right now uh, in the party because that's mm-hmm. going to come to an end. At because some point. wrong is it's still wrong. wrong. So for me, the mm-hmm. things that I loved about the party and I still love about the party were highlighted mm-hmm. on this hearing. It, is people that standing up Republicans, for Republicans? Those are all Republicans and conservative Republicans mm-hmm. who were right? like, uh-uh, who believe that nonsense. the Constitution is God inspired. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Those are the individuals who stood up. And For said, what? well, what was right. And in exactly. history, right, they're going to be remembered yeah. as the people who stood up and who did what was right. And so for me, that's the count. That's the point that I think a lot of people are missing in the party is that those are Republicans. These aren't yesterday Republicans. These aren't Republicans who just decided a couple of days ago or a couple of years ago. We're talking five, six decades of being a Republican. And haven't, haven't given their lives to to. Uh to the values that that we claim yeah. to hold. Free elections, there. having process and due process exactly. and procedure. And there were people, you know, speaking of, speaking of free elections, there were there are Republicans throughout the electoral process. And so to say that that uh, we were just standing there and letting people steal an election is a is a BS statement. Hey, get I yourself said now. It. I almost said it. <laughs> Whoa! I almost said breaks. it. It's a nonsense <laughs> statement to make. Yeah. Any in any forum anywhere, exactly. because we have historically and will continue to be the, those of us who hold dear to what this is supposed All to right, be. Don't get too preachy. We have always been true to telling the truth. Yep. And here come a group of crazy right wing fools lying on. So are you telling me and you, allowed to lie? Hold on, hold on. Are you telling me you're and then lie on us? So you're a Democrat? That's what you tell Shut me? up. <laughs> so, but that's that's Knock the response, right? That if you stand up yeah, they, for what they was true. Yeah, they want to come at you with these tropes. Yeah, that you And, so- and uh, try and, and mow right. you down with this bull. Okay, so. You, you- know, but I got <laughs> something for you because <laughs> y'all are full of, anyway. Okay, so that is the craziness that I think that people are out there saying there's my truth and your truth. There is No, there is not. There is your There's truth, truth and there's bull. All right, Tiffany, you going, girl, we, you, you got a sermon. We're going to set you up I'm on sorry, Sundays. go ahead. And go Chapter ahead. Chapter and verse, what we got going on here. That's why, go ahead. <laughs> but, That's why when you get on with your friends who lean far to the right, I'm ready to kick them in the head and go on about my business. <laughs> but That's but, why God but, made me find because he already knew that there would be yeah, furniture. But the question is, do we have a bunch of snowflakes in the party? And yes. And I say, yes, we do. Heck right, yes. because right now the idea because is, the, because truth has is but, for, but for them you, they don't they don't hear truth. But here's what we they do not hear it. But here's what we have substituted now. That's your view, and that's no, my view. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. There's it's not truth. your view and we my can, view. It's the truth, and it's bull. All right, so truth versus bull, and you know what the extra piece of that is. Woo! All right. Tiffany, how do you feel about that? <laughs> but in I the culture. So we started off about Bill Burr, ended up uh, triggering my wife. <laughs> but here's the reality, right, is that we have, a, we have right now, uh, we have a culture in which everybody is super sensitive about any discussion that you bring up, right? And I, and I use this for an example. So uh, uh, I'm going to try to make sure I don't put out names or tell too much of the story. So I have several friends, right? Uh, and, mm. and and I'm gonna do, I'm, I'm gonna pull some of my white friends stuff. I have white friends, <laughs> so, so this doesn't make me racist. <laughs> I got some friends who are white. So so I have a, so <laughs> I have a friend. So we he and I we were talking right, and so uh, I always want to give people freedom to uh, to challenge me and speak their minds right, and so he was giving me this insight on uh, on how he viewed things as a white person. Right. In particular, how do you address the issue? We were talking about race, et cetera. Right. And so we were going down. We we're going through this. And he his his comment was he always says, and what next, Kevin? Like, what, what are we going to do about this? Right. And so we were particularly talking about the issues of slavery and uh, and, and, and being taught in the school systems and everything. And so as we were going through this discussion, he was like, yeah, he goes, I believe we should we should talk history. Right. But then he says, and what next? What next? Should people just feel bad? Should you, should your child as a black child feel bad and feel victimized? Should my child, because I'm white, should they feel somehow guilty for something they didn't do? 
right? And I said, no, that's no, nobody's, nobody's saying, saying that. that. But but history should be taught. But it should be. Don't... But 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 that's how a lot of people people will get the the analysis right. But it is the uh, it's it's the it's the antidote that they get wrong. It's the what should we do next, right? Mm-hmm. And so what what I see, what, what he what he was telling me what he saw in his school was that he saw where black kids felt victimized, white kids felt like they were the victimizers. So there's a big victimization thing going around there, rather mm-hmm. than actual hey these are the facts that happen. But even in the midst of that, we've moved right. Because black people have only been free in America for the last 50, 60 years by freedom, full citizens, where we can go and do what we want for the last 50, 50 or so years. That's, that's just a fact, right? But he always says, and what's next, right? And so I, I, when I looked at that, I thought, yeah, what's next here in the culture? Do I, not, do I get mad at him and say, he's a racist? No, he's not. He is not that way. There's no, nothing wrong with asking what's yeah, next. What's my, next? my statement about uh, history is that history is history. You teach yeah. you teach history but, as it is. But okay, so let's it, talk it, about it that. It, we shouldn't even have this discussion so, about yeah, about uh, about critical race theory. All these different theories. You just teach history. It is what it, it is. is, and we move That's forward from all. that, right? But we but on the conservative mm-hmm. side, we have a bunch of snowflakes, and I said it, so you can call call in. We have a bunch of snowflakes out there who somehow believe that you that you can't have two things true at once. America is still a great nation, but like all people, right? We, Every we still have imperfections, scars. and we still have policies and things that we didn't do right historically. But we're moving and moving forward with that. So to deny that part of it is crazy. Right. It's like the other day there was on Twitter. I know Tiffany doesn't do a lot of social media, but I do no, I uh, on Twitter. <laughs> there was a tour at um, at uh, Jefferson's home. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Monticello. Did I say that right? Mont- Monticello. Anyway, for those of you who are correcting my, I always get nervous around my wife because uh, her speech is better than mine. But they were they were touring Jefferson, uh, Thomas Jefferson's home. And they were asking questions there. And the tour guide just gave the real deal. Hey, this is what he did that, that did was really right and that he did well on. Here's the crap that he did that wasn't. He gave a balanced view. And I assume this person was conservative. I'm just making an assumption. They accused them of going woke, right, which in conservative circles is negative connotation. And I'm like, hold up, Snowflake. He just told what the truth was, that Jeff Thomas Jefferson – Founding father wrote, did some really great things. He wrote well uh, by saying, "We we hold these truths to be, uh, uh, tr- we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, right?" But he didn't practice it. He practiced in the slave trade. That's truth, right? And he himself said it was wrong, right? He himself said it was wrong. So that's not woke. That's truth, right? So. Uh, it's called history. It's called history. It's called history. You report. So the bottom facts, line is, it. yes, we have snowflakes. Yeah. In, 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 on, because on, our, on our side is conservative. It, it shouldn't be. There should be no argument about history. Yeah. You you report history. If you're going to talk about a particular subject, then you you that is a historical, mm-hmm. you know, time period. Then you talk about every, all the things related to that yep. that that you're that you're presenting. You don't change history yeah uh, like that's just it uh, i don't care what what name you attach to to it what theoretical practice whatever history should be taught as it was that's all all right and that's on the record with tiffany and Kim. We are doing a special campaign at Texas Kidney Foundation to get your kidneys checked. It is called Silent But Deadly because kidney disease is a silent but deadly killer. And we need you to go to our website, silentbutdeadly.org, take a 12-question test, and we will send you a kit to your house. Get your kidneys checked at silentbutdeadly.org. Check us out at On the Record with Tiffany on YouTube. And all you have to do is look up On the Record with Tiffany and you will get to listen to us talk about freedom, opportunity, growth, and progress. If you like what we're talking about, or if you don't, check us out on YouTube, On the Record with Tiffany, and listen to what we have to say.
because we can guarantee you we're going to spark some debate at your house just like at ours. All right, we're back with On the Record with Tiffany. And Kevin. <laughs> On 930 AM, The Answer. All right, girl, that was a fiery session, the last one on culture. Okay, on I there. didn't think it was fiery. Oh, yeah, I think, I think it was. It was. I'm normally the one who goes off on like that. But, yeah, so we talk about that on the uh, are there snowflakes on the conservative side. And, yes, there are a lot of us mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. All right, so next one is politics, right, which is um, – uh, policy and politics and politics being how you sway people and how you build coalitions to impact policy. Okay. Right. So really good friend of ours. Uh, she's a Candace Owens fan. And I know she is because she looked a little perturbed that I kind of go off on Candace and on Larry Elder. Right. And, 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 you know, they have a syndicated show. And I know Larry's on, on 930 AM and you see Candace all on YouTube and they just drive me. Those two individuals drive me nuts. And here's why. Because right? they make it harder for what Tiff and I are trying to do. We are trying to get more black people in the in the Republican Party, not as voters. Right. Not only as voters, but as participants in the Republican Party. And the issue that w- w- the issue that when you say I am a black conservative, they put these two people or they put these two Negroes is who they attach you with in their minds. Mm-hmm. That Oh, my God, you're a Candace Owens. I had no idea, Kevin. And they're like. Hands up, right, really quick, right? So, which is why we use the term foundational black Americans, uh, F, uh, B1, right, a B1 Republican, is because we are communicating that we see, uh, we see the issues and problems of black America. We experience uh, the issues uh, in America as black people, right? Mm-hmm. We haven't forgot our blackness just because we live in a gated community. We haven't forgotten about who we are, you know, in our culture, Right. And I know I have some friends who go, that's kind of racist. And it's not right. It's just the fact of what's going on. And so we want to communicate yeah, that we are Republicans. Being, it's the fact also of being a minority in this country. It's, yeah. You cannot. People who say that they're they're colorblind, they don't see color and all this other stuff. Everybody. Sees yeah. Color. Don't get mugged because you you're going to have to say you have to give know, a description. Right. Who mugged you know, me? You, but. You you see color, yeah. And to to act like we're living our lives absent of being black, and uh, this is you know all like, this stuff all this this stuff about being black is just something we made up. No, it's not. Uh uh-uh. uh No. Okay. So let, no, let so, let's stay. So on. We're not gonna walk away. We're not gonna walk into situations and act like we we ain't black. Yeah. We ain't black. Why'd you got to go there? That's kind of stupid. <laughs> okay. No, but like, let's talk about Candace and ahead. people like that, right? And the issues that I have with them and the issues that other black people have with them is mm-hmm. that in every situation that they go on social media or on the media is that the black person is always wrong. Yes, according to You look to at any shooting, you look at any of those things, right? They will always side on, they will always come down on the side of the uh, of the officer without having seen any or, heard, of, or heard anything else. Right? They always come out. They're the first ones there, and they and I just they're the first ones to say that the black person yeah is the wrong. black person is wrong. They're not speaking and then they always and they talk about all of the uh, all of the issues in and and the black culture, but they're not talking to black people. No, they're not. They're talking just to, giving talking. They're points just giving to, talking points that they're repeating. From the white uh, part of you, as 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 uh, I listen to this guy on uh, YouTube, he says the ignorance that appear that appeals to the white ignorance in the party, and that's true. They're appealing to a certain specific type of person in the party to say, "Hey, you don't you don't have issues, right? Black people have the issues. You don't have the issues. Black people have the issues." So I always refer to them as a black face. They're a black face saying what a certain segment in the party wants to hear. And that's reality. I don't deny that reality. To say anything other than that is crazy, and we will never get black people into the Republican Party if I deny that. Or if oh, you deny I will that. never roll like those two roll. Exactly. So, because I know that within the black community, there is uh, reverence for the law. Mm-hmm. There is... Uh, Love for our children. Love for the country. Love for the country. There are no bigger patriots than us. Yeah, and I always say this. I'm going to say something controversial. You black Americans. Something. Like, okay, what you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> <But> <laughs> black <laughs> Americans are 
the true patriots. We really are. We don't hold a, we don't hold some um, myth about what America is. We, we know we've experienced the the bad side of of the, we love of the policies in the country. We love her scars. Yeah. All of we love, we the love country. her in spite. We love this nation in spite of of ill will that's been done to us and policies we, that have gone against people in our category. Uh, and all kinds of uh, all kinds of infractions uh, against us. And yet we, we still, still love the country. We still love this nation. Yeah. We still participate in this. We still uh, have love for our, our brothers and sisters of every persuasion, Caucasian, yeah. a- and so, Asian, every persuasion. And so I come, I come at those two individuals because they make it difficult for us to win over uh, black people into the Republican Party. And rarely have anything positive to say. Yeah, rarely. About uh, the African like somehow community. black like somehow black people when just there are many things but, to, but Tiffany, to talk about that are that are amazing within but, our community. Hold on, real quick. So, but it's somehow there. It's like they're saying something that black people don't get, like hard work, like, <laughs> individualism, like, embracing like we, of capitalism. Exactly, and and we have always. Uh, as a people group, worked hard. Yeah, and so the comp- and so to take statistical outliers and try to take statistical outliers and make that the face of the group and use black faces like theirs to lift that up and push that notion is disgusting to me and it's despicable. Okay, so with so so with that being said, right? And so I'm gonna we're just gonna be truthful here, right? So a friend of mine, we were talking about this, and he said. And why the hell should I want to be a Republican? Right. Mm-hmm. And so here and so here's the they, why they see this. So here's the why. As a black American, you should be a Republican. Right. Is one to stamp stupid stuff like that out. <laughs> one here in Texas, the Republican Party. Nice way here in Texas. The Republican Party is the winning party. It is. It's the party of winners. One. It's the party that's in power. Right. So if you so want to if you want if you want a seat at the at the table of power, he's always talking about a seat at the table. You've got to go team red, period. Mm-hmm. Right. That's first thing. Second thing is, right. My personal experience and encounter with the be quiet in the leadership is that I've never met. A, I, I've never met a group of people like that who they aren't racist. Now they have now they do have some questions, they have some tendencies that I put some question marks on, right? But overall as people, they want to bring in African Americans at the seat of power. But unfortunately, right, we have historically voted Democrats. Well, let's talk about seats. On that end. Let's, so let's talk about people that. talk about seats um and tables. Now's the time for building the table. Now's the time for building mm-hmm. that. Because there has not been uh, a, a table built for African Americans within this uh, party, and I say, let's build it. Let's mm-hmm. build out who we are and what we stand for, and what that will be within this party. And only we can do that. Only we can do that. Not somebody else. Not some talking head. Only real folks. Mm-hmm. dealing with real issues, mm-hmm. and that's where the word participation comes in. Yes. Come in, participate. You can only change something if you are a part of something. Yes. You can't change it from screaming from the outside, but you sure as heck can change it from pushing from the inside. Yeah, and so there are a lot of people who, who will take on the title uh, B1, you know, black first or from a black perspective, who are, who are disgruntled with the, with the Democratic Party. Right. They're disgruntled with it. And so they're advocating don't vote at all. Well, that's stupid. Right. Because we see when you, know, you don't vote, is, the effect of that on your policies, the effect of that, because policy is going to affect the type of resources you get on health. Right. The type of resources that get into your community. Right. So you, you, we have got to go out and have a mass participation. That's right. That. And we've got to speak truth to power. Yeah. When, since when do we just back down? When somebody is trying to post up on us, you you either going to post up, you you say you you black first, be black first. Yeah. Stand up and go walk straight up to the seat of power and say, this is what I want. Yeah. And this so, is what I will. This is what I will accept. Yeah. So let's also talk about, you know, there was a bunch of shenanigans at the uh, 
at the Republican convention, convention in, here in Texas, right? Mm-hmm. And there were, right? But there was we didn't go. <laughs> we so didn't we, go. We didn't but see it. but there was far less in terms of shenanigans in terms of the actual breakout sessions and the training that was available. There wasn't all of that going on. You know, right? the thing just, about that is is that there's always going to be somebody in opposition to what you're saying. You've got to stand down the opposition. And don't be a snowflake when you yeah. go about doing it. You've got to stand down one of the, the things, opposition. The only way to change something is to be willing to face it. Okay. And so the uh, – yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and that's how I roll. Yeah, this is I, how I Tiffany – You can come up to me with your little right. printout and your little crazy, your little crazy-eyed, glassy-eyed uh, talking points. I got my talking points. We're going to go. So this is who I'm married to, right? And this is who that's we are, right? right? And so when, when people ask us, uh, when, when, to my friend that was offended, right, that is why I go at those two plantation Negroes the way I do, because I call them that, and I use that term, because that is how the people that we are trying to influence to become into the Republican Party see them as plantation That's Negroes how we all see them. out there shucking anyway, and jobbing, uh, trying dancing, to highlighting, highlighting the worst part of the culture that is not going to get black people into the party because we need those. We need more black people in the party to have an influence on the party. Right. Because whether you know it or not, black people are embracing capitalism. We are capitalists. One hundred percent. We all know it. We're in our neighborhoods. We're in our businesses. We know it. So that is those are the individuals that we need to be in the party. These people don't aren't expecting some type of handout. You know, the idea of Marxism just doesn't ring true with us because how do you determine each according to his need and to each according to his need from each according to his ability. How in the hell does that work? Mm-hmm. So from my viewpoint, capitalism and the embracement of the Republican Party is the right way for black people to go. And I think people like Candace Owens and Larry Elders and that and, and people of that ilk who are saying that black people are on a Democratic plantation. They don't help. That is B.S., uh, there, you wouldn't say that to any other group. Just wholeheartedly dismiss them, right? You would make an active effort to get these people in, and that's the part that Tiff and I want to do. Because my deep desire is, I want to see on the front page of the New York Times and the Washington Post, right? Is what can that eighty percent of the black vote has swung Republican, and what can Democrats do to try to get that back? That's 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 my hope, and I think that's achievable. And you've been listening to On the Record with Tiffany and Kevin here on 930 AM The Answer. You've been enjoying On the Record with Tiffany. We encourage you to share these stories with friends and family. You can listen to other shows by going to 930amtheanswer.com. And join us next week for On the Record with Tiffany on 930 AM The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.